And we're live. Welcome to Booked, the office holiday party. Um, I was incorrect in saying it on the last episode. This is our third office holiday party. I did verify that, not that I don't believe Rob when he says things to me. We have confirmation that we're live. My phone just notified me, so we'll keep that. Oh, and then you can hear me talking through uh, through there. So. It's one of those. Thank you for joining us. If you're already on, um, we're going to get a little warmed up, kind of talk about what we're doing, give people a chance to get on. Um, we are joined by Misty and Jesse. I know I'm gesturing because you guys probably aren't in the same place on everybody else's screen as you are on mine. Um, as always, our permanent holiday staff. Good to have you guys back. It feels like we just did this. Like recently. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. A little bit. So, um, we're going to um, have some fun for an hour or two or three or whatever. We're going to talk some holiday stuff. We've got two... TV shows to review. Um, did everybody get to watch both of the, the things that we're reviewing? Is that okay? Good. Um, I watched, uh, I fell asleep last night trying to watch one of them. So at 6 30 this morning, like before work, I was oh, like, I can I guess that. which one it was? No, no. Cause okay. no, I got the tough one out of the way first. That's what I'm going to, I'm going to say. Uh, so uh, fair enough. Um, I'm just giving you guys a warning. You're going to destroy my childhood with all the negative <laughs> shit you're about to say about these things. Your childhood is not going to be destroyed. It still is your childhood. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. We're not. We can't time travel and destroy your childhood because if we would, we could. Yeah. Uh, if you could, you would. Is that what you meant to say? Probably. I'm checking our feed, make sure we're still going. So, um, you guys may notice that everybody is rocking one of these fine, fine shirts now. As you guys are looking, thinking, those are awfully nice shirts that they got. Those guys are great. They came up with that idea. This was not our idea. So I'm going to pass it off to Rob for a second, and Rob can explain a little bit more about where these shirts came from. Yeah, um, so I'm gonna. I'm not going to beat around the bush. My mom made these shirts, and so... Uh, no shit. Cindy made these. Yeah, my mom made these shirts. That's fucking awesome, man. She and, and I'm pretty sure that most people know that she's like the um, never-ending like super fan. Her and um, Livius's mom are like the you know top-tier fans of the podcast. Lauren. And, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, both of our moms have said this is the best podcast on the internet. Yeah. yeah. Several times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so she really, uh, I made this logo one year on a lark, just like I just, I needed to make something holiday specific for an episode. So it was like two minutes of finding like, you know, vector graphic, whatever things on the online and putting it on top of our logo. She thought it was just the most adorable thing ever. And she fell in love with it. And so she went and she, I guess the, the one part of it is that someone that she works with makes shirts. And so she has like a, like a really quick inside person to make sure it's so she asked me for a logo and just brought to thanksgiving like this giant box full of shirts and uh um so here we are <laughs> uh wearing these shirts and so <clears throat> thanks mom so sweet thank you thanks mom we take a moment and uh and, and uh, acknowledge that uh, joshua allen deach good longtime friend of the podcast is watching hey josh Oh, Josh, love that guy. We do love that guy, but he doesn't have one of these. He's nowhere near no. as cool as this crew is. So, um, yeah, so we're going to talk about uh, some Christmas stuff. We actually have, this is like one of those interlude episodes. Like, we've got a little bit of stuff, and we're really hoping to wing the rest of it. So, um, but we do also have holiday gift exchanges happening. So, um, in, in a, uh, 
a, a shambles uh, similar to last year. Not everybody received their gifts on time, so there will be some photos of uh, of gifts that are uh, that are happening. So in some cases, so in one case, I'll, I'll do that. So the gift I ordered for Jesse. Um, was really, really cool, and I had options, but I decided to go with what I thought was the coolest, and that will not be arriving until sometime this week. Um, Rob had some weird shipping issues where something was being produced in Germany, I believe. Is that is that correct? Is that what happened, yeah, Rob? Yeah, I'll tell the whole story when we get sure. to... Okay. Yeah, but yes. Uh, but our co-hosts, um, they managed to get everybody their gifts on time. So I don't know what's... <laughs> Uh, let's also said, welcome. Like, uh, like you're more nervous about it if it's not your thing. Like if it's your thing, yeah. you get that level of comfort. Really? And you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah fuck it, whatever. Whatever. They'll get gifts eventually. Or we're just better people. <clears throat> or that. That's also a possibility. This so. is flexing on us. It's been like. I mean, I mean, honestly, I mean, Jesse's. Uh, as far as Jesse goes, I know that's the yeah, case. Jesse's definitely. Jesse, I'm not, yeah, that's up in the air still. So. No, uh, I mean, I just send that shit like, two months in advance. Jerry's <laughs> I gotta tell you, it was late August that I was like, I haven't gotten a Christmas gift from Jesse. What the fuck's going on? Are you are you okay? (laughs) I will tell you guys that although I'm not super impressed with the gifts that I'm giving this year, I have next year's gift done. Like not done. Like obviously I have to order and stuff, but I already know exactly what it is. Um, and uh, we're going to be, that's it. So I'm, I'm 370 days early, I think. Uh, we had a couple more people join. Alyssa joined, who is a, a frequent viewer of these episodes. Yes. And then a guy named Norm. Do we know anybody named Norm, Rob? Yes, my brother. Rob All right. a guy named Norm. Yeah, I kind of figured by the last day, I actually know that's your brother. So welcome, Norm and Alyssa. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. <laughs> and Andrew Capone, who is a guy I work with, who I never expected to uh, watch me live stream this. So here we go. Hi, Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Thanks for joining us. What do you guys want to do first? Do you want to start off with a gift exchange right off the bat? Do you guys want to talk about what you're drinking? Let's do a gift exchange. All right. So let's do that first. Now, Rob requested that he go first. Yes. um, Because of the snafu. So I'm going to reach behind me. Yeah. I'm going. Same thing for all of us. Is that, I mean, basically, is this something like. Before you start tearing open a gift, I want to say (laughs) that, like, in, in years past. There's been a theme where Misty will get the same kind of thing for me and Jesse and then something totally different for Livius. Or I'll get the same kind of thing for Misty and Jesse and then a different thing for Livius. And Livius has mentioned this. And so I decided this year everybody's getting the same kind of gift, but obviously each one is uh, specific to them. So Livius is going to open his first. Then I know what kind of thing to expect. And then I will show what Jesse and Misty's gifts are. My uh, my therapist said that a I should address it several times, which I tried, and lo and behold, he was right, and now I don't have to go to therapy anymore because I feel like I'm more included in the in the thing. So I would like to say this is wrapped in very nice red paper. It also says Mary Booktimus on it, and it has some book podcast stickers, which is a great use for these stickers, by the way, Rob. So. Yeah. I think Rob got me a cardboard. Two dollars into four, man. That's all I'm saying. Two dollars into four. Yeah, I got look at some of those cardboard boxes I'm hearing so much about. I am telling you, this would be great if I ever had to ship a gift to somebody. Oh hey, my mom's on. Hi mom. Hey Cindy. And my niece Olivia. So hi Livy. <laughs> hi Livy. Um, so Cindy, we just want you to know we are super excited and thankful for these shirts. So we told everybody where they came from. You may have missed that, but these shirts are. The best. the best. The best. The best. 
Uh-huh. What have we here? Is is Florence going to grace us with her presence tonight, too? I have, I have no idea. It's possible. I think it's mine, possible. Is, I mine is the most social mom for live streams, at least. That's true. You're going to have to read it to the... <laughs> I know exactly what this is, and this is awesome. I thought oh I was my on god, this is brilliant. I thought I was on an episode of Black Mirror where there was someone else here that was me, but I knew that they weren't me because I'm me and that they have to be someone else, but I didn't know if anybody else knew that that person wasn't me because I'm me. That is a quote attributed to the famous Livius uh, from book number 387. One Rainy Night by Richard Lehman. This is amazing, Rob. Thank you very, very much. This is awesome. Oh God, that's beautiful. I think we have a winner this year. That's no, all I'm going to say. I think this is no, going to be... I'm, I'm de- I mean, oh, I know okay. I got everyone, so I'm just going to declare Rob the winner. Oh, wow. There all right. So. It, it definitely beats mine. All right, well, well done. So you guys both... There. there. Yeah, that'll oh. look good right there, buddy. <laughs> Love it. This is awesome, Rob. Thank you so much. Uh, so... You guys both know now that you got photos on Canvas. Yes. And I'm going to show Jesse's first. This is what Jesse got. Oh, wait, you didn't give us quotes that we said on episodes? Oh! <laughs> oh. More tea, Crystal. So that's my, my <laughs> gift to Jesse. That's from the Professor okay. Brothers. Very good. Now, Misty, before we get into yours, let's just take a trip onto your wall over there. And what what's going on in the wall? Is there anything that's still consistently missing from that wall. Did you send her a picture are of you me? Gonna, are you going to send me a photo of Jesse to put on this wall? Well, no, I mean, like, you have photos of you with <laughs> with other people, right? Oh, yes, for sure. So, obviously, I wanted to... I wanted Jesse to be able to participate in that, so... <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> oh, my God, and out of all... <laughs> You had it put on canvas. That photo. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. The most moments of our lives. There it is. For anybody who hasn't seen it yet, there's there's Misty in the photo. <laughs> you you just like immortalize us not at our finest. There's Jesse. Hold on, and you know what, Jesse? There's another one that's equally as bad. Oh, this is that it was from the runner up. California? Hang I knew on. it. Can you show the runner-up? Yeah, you guys talk about it for a second and I'll, I'll, while I bring it up. I don't know if Rob should spoil next year's gift by telling you guys what it was. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't seem like a great idea. Jesse and What's I... Next year? We, wake up with, we wake up with fucking tattoos of that shit. <laughs> where where um, was that taken? Chicago. Yeah, was that, was that the year that we met you guys? At Egg Harbor. It was at Egg Harbor. No, this oh. was my birthday trip... 2015, three Why years did ago. Why so unhappy? Because we were leaving. We were going to the oh, airport that, oh, I right okay. after that breakfast. So it was the end of the bestie vacation. Yeah. And yeah, it was so depressing. Yeah, but just so you know, Olivia, that's my flying T-shirt right there. That picture. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. All right, who's friends? I'm not superstitious at all. Who, who's friends? With who? We got a new message from Bryant. Marabi? I'll claim Bryant. Okay. Hey, Bryant. It says happy holidays. So happy holidays, Bryant. Happy holidays to you, buddy. That's very nice. 
I'm still looking for that. I can't, you guys can't get away without seeing this photo. <clears> so. We're all going to wait patiently know to look through his fucking pull yeah. photo stream for this photo. So uh, maybe I'll skip it. But anyway, maybe I'll casually. So anyway, my my idea this year was I wanted you guys all to have beautiful art to put on your wall. It was all inspired by the fact that I knew I was giving Missy a picture of her and Jesse, and then everybody else had to. Uh, cooperate that's the one that's it <laughs> wait who, who else is in that picture misty would you slide your phone over a little bit Which perfect way? there we go <laughs> that's uh that's um that was gonna be that was gonna be it and uh in the that, was, that was venice right yes mm-hmm. yes yeah that's what i thought so all right uh that is part one of the gift exchange i love you guys Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Rob. Merry Christmas. Um, Merry Christmas. Right back at you. I, so, Jesse, you're holding up a bottle. What is that that you're drinking there? It's the Friendly Beer. Oh, okay. <laughs> right from the great state of Minnesota. And what, what makes it so friendly? Isn't all beer friendly? I, I honestly have no fucking clue why it's the Friendly Beer, but it is the Friendly Beer, and it's delicious. Misty, you, I saw you uh, shaking ice in a glass. We heard it. Yeah. There just you vodka. Go. I mean, not just vodka. But, uh, <laughs> Pretty serious. Just hard. vodka. I mean, you know, after you open the bottle, it goes bad, right? You have to finish right. it. Yeah. You have to finish the bottle. It goes bad. Yeah. No, it has a by, like B-A-I, those drinks, by. I don't know if that's how you say yeah. it. Yeah. No, it can't be Bia. I No. Um... It's some flavor. It's like grapefruit, maybe. So, with vodka. Mm. Exciting. Pomplemousse. Rob, what did you what did you spill all over your your computer setup um, a few minutes ago? Yeah. So, uh, quick aside. Right before we got on to get ready for this uh, live stream, uh, I was set up. I was ready to go. Livius calls me on Skype, and I reach, and I knock over a, a beer all over everything. So I had to be like, "Hey, I'm going to call you back in a few minutes because." My life is soaked in beer now, and so that was a wild onion um, chocolate Apollo, which is a chocolate flavored barrel aged stout, uh, and that got spilled all over the place. So it's basically soaked up in paper <laughs> towels now. So Misty's face is the meme yeah. that I want for when you talk about beer. Like just that look. Very complex. You, you're gonna ring those out, right, Rob? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just gonna like. Eh, I'm gonna <laughs> if it was. Also- Maybe Didn't bring it out into a coffee filter and let it, like, constrain. Didn't you spill beer on your computer at Halloween? Yeah. Yeah, it's a holiday thing. So, yeah. Every so what months. are you drinking? You spilled Office that parties. out. What is, shit happens. Uh, so this is the coffee Apollo. So I was drinking, cho- I spilled chocolate Apollo all over the place. Obviously, I switched to the coffee Apollo um, for, for now. Huh. It's delicious. Livius, uh... Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a Holly Hill Farm eggnog. You're not drinking chocolate wine? Okay. I on. am pretty sure this is made by the people that make the chocolate wine. <laughs> oh, I was going to say that, or it's made it. by Boone's Farm, because that's what it yeah. looks like. Because this is a blend of white wine, egg yolk, and festive spices. How's I have not tried it yet, so... Oh. I've been waiting for this moment. Thank <laughs> God it's not depressing spices. I mean, seriously. <laughs> you could have an ugly holiday there. Report? 
I mean, it's, it's wine. Not, it's not good. <laughs> I don't know what this what festive spices go into this, but so do you? I need mean, a I'm sure it'll this? taste. I'm sure it'll taste better when I get down towards the bottom. Also, I want everyone to um, witness the ingenuity because how do I keep this cold through a two hour episode of book? <laughs> At my lunch bag, which looks like a little backpack, in case you haven't seen it, and it doesn't quite fit, so I have to just zip it around the top. So this is um. Uh, preserving. Yeah, I, the, I was wondering if maybe you you borrowed that from one of the grandkids. <laughs> this is mine. This is legit. What I take on those rare occasions, I take lunch to work. It goes in this little backpack with me. One hundred percent class. It yeah. needs a patch that says "Lives Lunches" on it. I was oh, thinking shit. more like write that down. <laughs> you just made Christmas twenty nineteen. Oh. Man, we're all going to be like a year ahead on next year's gift exchange. I was going to say, I already know what I'm doing next year. Yeah. Listen, guys, compliments of Linda. I have, a, I already have the, um, uh, there's an activity. But again, next year. So I, I actually set a reminder to remind me November 15th of next year to tell you guys what the activity is. That we're I love have. that you're planning ahead for Prior next year. Like, yeah. This is amazing. so cool. So, yeah. I have, a, so. I have a clarifying question on that. You knew in advance of this episode about this activity, but not well enough in advance to make it a part yeah, of this year. Like okay. three hours ago. Okay. All right. <laughs> Which could have been like a weird last yeah. minute in case everybody is had involved dancing. Team. Are we going to do a dance number? Well, now it is. It wasn't before, but now it's going. Who oh, is this man who is on this call? <laughs> Jesse. Yeah. I, uh, Jesse is, uh, is very festive this evening. So, uh, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad to see that. Keep it coming. Oh, here we go. I'm going to little show a heart reaction. Look, can I throw a little heart on there? I don't know if I can. That's... Oh, Misty's using Aww. a previous version of Skype. Misty, how do you not have an updated enough version of Skype that you can she see my little. update anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good Lord. She's I, like, I, I hold think on. phone's still trying to process that last update. Hold on. Windows Vista is don't trying to update iTunes. So. How dare you? Um, so uh, there we have it. You guys ready to get into one of these uh, one of these fine TV shows that we watched <laughs> for this episode? Let, let's talk about this fine fine puppetry. So I want to say that um, on the previous holiday office party, Livius I think was the one that said, "Let's watch some Charlie." I know we're watching Charlie Brown last next year. I think is oh, what he God. said. Or was it you, Missy? You get all sad and pointed <laughs> to yourself. Oh no! I was just that was my heart because Charlie Brown Christmas. So that was it was a preview. <laughs> so that was a year in the making. At the last minute, I was like, "Well, what about this?" And I added something to it. Should I say what it is, or should we reveal it dramatically later later in the episode? Um, or are we yeah, we'll, with that one? No, let's. Um, I don't care, man. Whatever you want to do. Um, let's do what you were planning to do. So let's start with let's start with a Charlie Brown Christmas. <laughs> um, and here is the uh, I don't know this isn't even a synopsis. A Charlie Brown Christmas is a 1965 animated television special based on the comic strip Peanuts by Charles M. Schultz, produced by Lee Mendelson and directed by Bill Melendez. The program made its debut on CBS on December 9th, 1965. Mm. Holy shit. I would not have guessed that that was that, that old. It was like two days uh -huh. after you were born, Livius. Correct, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember, I remember, because I was trying to get out of uh, graduate high school early, and it was going to be, the, the graduation ceremony was going to actually be on December 9th, and I was going to miss this, so I, I stuck it out for another six months. So. Suspicious. It's suspicious. 
Yeah, so um, we all watch that. Um, I'm going to let Rob kick off, <laughs> I guess, I don't know, like book review style, I guess. Uh, Want to take us into this, uh, yeah, this story? I, I can never remember how we do these, so like, um, I'm just going to kind of go off with some of the impressions that I got. Which, uh, So um, it has probably been 15 years at least since I watched the Charlie Brown Christmas special, and I was just not in a mental state to accept what was going on, I don't think, because, like, I mean, you guys can, you know, disagree with me if you want, but it starts out very depressing, right? Like, it's basically Charlie Brown being like, I don't know why everybody's happy at Christmas. I'm like, he uses the word depressed in a fucking yeah. cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. he starts out, he's depressed, doesn't know why everybody's happy. He's questioning why he isn't happy. Like, not only is he depressed <laughs> at the holidays, but he's like, What's wrong with me as a person <laughs> that I can't do the Christmas thing the way everybody You does. know why it's so depressing? Because it doesn't have magicians or gay dentists in it. That's, I mean, you've, you've got a strong point. That there. is true. This is, or it, or it, gay prospectors who like to have sex with. Or, or gay pro or yes. Snowman. Or, it would, would one of you guys just mind elaborating on that just enough for the rest of us to... It's no frosty... Or Rudolph. Yeah. All right. It is the saddest. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the wonder, wonderful life of animated holiday TV. I'm going to respectfully no. disagree with you. No. I, I, oh, no. The I'm factions are forming already. Well, <laughs> it's going to be a beast party all over again. Robin. The last division. It's classic division. So. so yeah. Oh no. Um, Send you on. I think I think I know where this review is going. Yeah. I uh, I watched I watched something. I'm having like a Hollywood Squares nightmare right now. I, I watched something even more depressing that was Christmas related over the last two days, and we'll talk about that later in the podcast. Fuck um, yeah, you will. Yeah. So it was um it was and I've known this for a while, and I, I feel like at some point we talked about this on the podcast, but um. I always thought there was something a little wrong. I love Peanuts. I absolutely love Peanuts. But I always thought there was something a little bit off about it as a cartoon. And that is the recurring um, situation that Charlie Brown is fucking depressed. Mm-hmm. Kids are mean to that fucking kid. Like, it's rough, man. You've got him. He's like, all right, he's unhappy about the commercialism of Christmas, really, I think is the message that we're supposed to get. That's what he's super unhappy about. So he's trying to find the meaning of Christmas. And he keeps running into commercialism everywhere. But there are kids, those those mean girls at his school, literally are like, Charlie Brown, you can't do anything right. This is why nobody likes you. I mean, it's it's <laughs> overt. And for the 60s, that seems a little strong. Like, if you did it now, you would literally have to make mean girls two or three or six or whatever number they're on to get away with that kind of stuff. Because that wouldn't play well in anything you watch. So it almost needs that protection of being a classic to have people be openly hostile to Charlie Brown, who's like, what, what is he in those, right? What are they, like fourth grade? So he's like 10, maybe? I don't know if we ever had like an age, but we have to assume he's 10 years old, right? 11, maybe? Maybe nine? Um, for kids to be that just kind of hostile to him is uh, is unusual, or at least I felt it was unusual for cartoons at that time, and it uh, really shines through now as an adult. I'm sharing our our live stream on Facebook. So someone else talk. <laughs> well, um, I will say it. So even Disney movies that are made now, they have enough that kids are interested, but they still drop the humor for the adults. And I think what I noticed 
not just that Charlie Brown was depressed, but there were enough silly things happening that a child would not get caught up in the fact that they were talking about Charlie Brown's being bullied and depressed, but that maybe that's just me being naive about it. I mean, I don't know. Jesse. I don't know. It's in a sense, it's groundbreaking because seriously back then, no one really seemed to give a shit about feelings, you know, (laughs) especially in children and mental health. So it's got that going on for sure. Rob, where are you at on Charlie Brown's uh, depression and how it's depicted? Dude, I thought it was great. Like, I don't think you see enough animated depression. Um, so I <laughs> and I got my Christmas gift for you. <laughs> no, uh, seriously, though, like, it was a little bit surprising at first, but, like, um, I, I'm trying to just think about how it kind of played out. The uh, Charlie Brown is such a weird the first thing that kind of occurred to me about his depression being so like front and center was like, why is he the protagonist? And, and that was like kind of the thing for me is like, he's the guy who this is all about. And he's the one that nobody likes. He screws, he literally screws everything up. Everybody knows he screws it up. He knows he screws it up. He doesn't do anything right. He picked that weird little stick of a, of a tree. Did you see all the other trees in that lot? (laughs) Well, those are, Oh, I'll talk after this. Anyway, He does everything wrong. Like it was, it's weird that he that's, was chosen. That's the good thing, though, man. He picked that. He picked that tree because no one else would pick that tree. He, that is a Charlie Brown beautiful. Tree. I, get I get it. It's a metaphor or something like that. But um, uh, the depression thing. I just thought it was like very, uh, and maybe it's just because it's a cartoon, or maybe the audience that they were looking for. Maybe people weren't sophisticated in 1965 and they could understand like subtext. But it was very on the nose, and. Uh, so yeah. I we need to let Misty talk because I wasn't sure if she was saluting the Fuhrer or if she really had something important <laughs> to say. So I'm going to assume she had something she wanted to, to share. I didn't want to leave the Christmas tree thing un, untalked about. I guess I did a little too much because I researched Charlie Brown Christmas also. You did too much. So um, I love it. The Christmas tree thing is actually a, a blatant commentary on aluminum Christmas trees that were popular in the 60s. And so all the Christmas trees in there were actually aluminum Christmas trees, and he picked the only thing that was real because nice. Christmas at that time. And I think, so if you think about 1965 when this came out, you're coming out of the 50s, which was this time period of stark normality of what's expected of men and women and families. And this is how we behave and you should be happy with everything that you have. And maybe Charlie Brown in 1965 is trying to bring normalcy to the fact that it's okay if you aren't filled with joy at Christmas time, just because it's Christmas time, that it has to be something uh, deeper, more meaningful than these fake commercial Christmas Christmas trees and singing these stupid songs. And yeah, so I think 1965, it was that time of let's actually bring to light how complex we are as humans and bring some real love into accepting all the differences. It was like the hippiest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Charles Schultz is just like, fuck aluminum trees, fuck those fucking keychain parties, let's, like, get to the heart of the matter. 
Yeah. The um, that episode is actually credited with the the demise of aluminum Christmas trees. By two years later, nobody was buying um, aluminum Christmas trees. That means mm-hmm. some aluminum Christmas tree salesperson out there was like, "Fucking Charles <laughs> Schultz ruined me, and now yeah. I'm going to go like knock over a liquor store and get shot by the police because I can't deal with my life." Oh my gosh, that got dark real fast. That's true, man. Dude's got a lot to answer for. Yeah, I don't think we're quite. Done talking about this, but can we take a moment and say hello to Chelsea? Chelsea, what's up? What up, Chels? Chels, we miss you. Good yes. to have you with us. Um, if you just tuned in, we're talking about a Charlie Brown Christmas and how utterly depressing it is. There was some. Like, oh, yeah, I just showed my kid that the other day. <laughs> yeah, there was some adult humor in there. Like Lucy said that what she really wants for Christmas, and everyone just keeps getting her gifts and stuff. She really wants real estate. Yes. Which I guess when you're like eight years old, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and then that weird list of phobias, like she just went into like the DSM four of phobias. It's probably like the DSM two back then. Yeah, yeah, like a like a like a long um, list of things that people can be afraid of. So, I mean, I think there's some value there. Uh, A lot of it, though. I mean, I don't know that you should watch Peanuts critically. Like, I don't think that's the right thing to do. But the problem is, if you say I'm doing something for the podcast, like a complete switch goes off where I'm, like, looking at things really carefully. Um, it was a rather disjointed episode. Like, I felt like there were, like, these little side stories that didn't, like, really come to fruition. And people were saying things that had nothing to do with the rest of it. So, uh, I, I don't know. But I will say, um, from Christmas songs, Linus and Lucy is... My all-time favorite Christmas song. It's what people commonly refer to as the Peanuts theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely my favorite thing as far as uh, as Christmas goes is that song. Never fails to bring joy. I'm going to play a clip of it for you in case you... That is the only song I ever learned how to play on piano. It's probably the only one you need to know how to play on piano. <laughs> it gets the ladies going. I want to... <laughs> <laughs> case anybody didn't know what that was um uh hey i want to say hi to kim miller joined and is watching kim is hello kim uh oh ryan the marketing intern is also just joined us as well so hello to ryan Um, is that the guy we fired as the marketing intern yeah yeah all right just making sure it's the same one we took him off the stickers too we burned all those stickers so we go through all we go through a lot of marketing interns on this podcast hey ryan merry christmas buddy (laughs) also um i thought i was gonna say something about so there was also this weird overt attack on commercialism in general in in the charlie brown christmas um did you you guys because they were like did you, did you catch that? I mean, it was just like they literally said, like, commercialism is bad or something like that. Or yeah, I mean, or... yeah, but it's like, and like, I don't, dis- I don't disagree with that, but it's the timing of it is really weird. I feel like if it would have come out earlier, that it would have been a direct comment on the entertainment industry because of the blacklisting. But it came in kind of like a time when nothing was going on, you know, like, was he just, was he just holding on to this stuff? forever and like i mean when did peanuts start as a comic strip and when did the the animated show come out that's kind of what i'm curious about i mean i guess we could check that out i'm not going to check that out but i will say um it seemed like like between the, the the depression and the holidays and the the attack on well apparently aluminum 
Christmas trees, which I wasn't aware of, and the overt like shaming of of consumerism that like it was almost like an airing of personal grievances is kind of how I took it as opposed to like <laughs> a and then what kind of fucking therapist this is what I was trying to think of earlier that what therapist is like oh you're afraid of everything in the world you should direct a play <laughs> that's the kind of shit that well, happens when they don't have a director for a play that's exactly on, who should direct a play though <laughs> hold on though I'm gonna take a little bit of a different view because what she was trying to get him to do was get involved with something to distract himself yeah. from that overly inverted suicide uh, yeah and when you become obsessed with your own anxieties and neuroses you <laughs> actually make them worse and the best or one of sorry i shouldn't say because i'm not a therapist but something that they tell you <laughs> is see if i can a, put a little the doctor is in under misty's <laughs> square on the screen <laughs> something that they do recommend that is healthy is to Direct i mean just distract yourself and get involved in something and actually help people if you're doing something that helps people yeah. it often like fulfills you in some way and gets you to look outwards instead of focusing all that energy and i would i would go with you on that if like the first thing that happened in the play wasn't everybody saying you're the fucking worst charlie Brown. you can't do anything right it's literally like he got there and everybody was like well this is gonna suck nobody likes you and then I mean, like, and then he does something, and they're like, you're the worst, nobody likes you. Maybe it's a comment on how, like, the arts are just full of people with mental health issues and that no one really gave a shit about that, you know? I mean, Charles Schultz was a cartoonist, and here he's creating a cartoon that it's got a play in it, directed by someone who has all these fucking fears and phobias, and it's got to be a comment on just the stigma of mental illness in the country and, like, how artists are, like... They have got all these fucking issues and that no one like gives a shit about that stuff. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, you- I just want to say before we go into any kind of wrap up or, or uh, <laughs> rating for this, <laughs> this uh, also fully gets one and a half extra stars because I don't know if you guys know this or not, but this is exactly where I learned how to dance was peanuts. So essentially this is my, <laughs> if and when I have to oh. dance, it's exactly like this kid. Who is in the front, like right hand side of all of those, uh, all of those? See, things. I always thought of that kid as the punk rocker, though, and you know, I mean, that's the invention of shoegaze, right there. That's what that <laughs> yeah. is. So, um, I think um, we're gonna let one of our I guests go first. At the alley, right? <laughs> he does. <laughs> he did. Jesse. He yeah. did shop at the alley. It is no more, unfortunately. Um, pop up shops. The alley now has pop up shops for Christmas. They've been closed happen? for. For six weeks, and they have pop-up shops, yep. So, um, Jesse, you want to go ahead and uh, give maybe a wrap-up and, uh, and a rating for this uh, for this fine uh, cinematic feature we watched? I mean, it's like, what, 53 fucking years old, and it's still, it's still around, and it's it doesn't look terrible. I mean, and all the animation still looks good. It, it's, it's clearly yeah, he's it's, talking about me. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it's, it's been around for 53 years and it's still kicking and it's still all right and has something to say or contribute. So that's really super fucking important. And I'm going to give it four stars for that. Yeah. Misty. It, it has more importance than entertainment. Mm-hmm. Misty, give it a go. I think I've said a lot already about the meaning that can be found in it. And just like Jesse said, 50, 
however many years later, that's pretty incredible for a cartoon. Um, for nostalgia, it gets three already. It still touched my heart. I, I didn't ever have to pause it and look at how long I still had to watch, which I can't always say for assignments from you two gentlemen. And <laughs> I also love the animation. It's not complicated. It's there's something very precious about how simple the animation is and how simple the dialogue is. And I, I still love it. So it's five for me. Oh, Olivia, so I can go next. You can wrap this up if you want. Um, I grew up in a, in a peanuts household. Like I loved all the Charlie Brown, like holiday specials and stuff like that. And I really do enjoy the Charlie Brown stuff in general. And I think that like my analysis in this situation is just like, um, in retrospect, seeing how much shit I didn't really think about when I was originally watching these animated specials and stuff. And so like, um, and maybe it just speaks to me differently now than it did when I was like 12 or whatever and watching this. Uh, but I think that like the thing that I walked away from watching this this time, which I'm very happy about is, is like, it felt to me like an animator just sat down and said, let's make everybody a garbage person. But then at the very end, we'll make it so that they can be happy anyway. And I was like, that really speaks to me. So I'm going to give this five stars. I'm a little surprised oh. um, at that. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, Why garbage are people are people too. Garbage people are people. That is true. What an interesting wrap up. <laughs> uh, welcome Linda. She's Linda just joined the watch. And so did a uh, coworker of my name, Adam. What's up, Linda? Hi, Linda. Yeah. Hi, Linda. <laughs> Sorry, Adam, um, I don't know you. Yeah, hi, Adam. That's okay. We'll yeah. still welcome you, hey, Don't worry about in. Misty. Um, she's a little bit of a of a snob. So. She really well, uh, I also grew up watching Peanuts, and you know, I was thinking about it as I watched really analytically. I was like, this isn't good. This is kind of sad. Um, but this wasn't designed for somebody to watch that's our age. I'll collectively say our age, whatever that is, right? Because in the 60s, I don't think it was okay to be a 46-year-old man watching Peanuts unless you had a bunch of kids running around, you know, uh, that were watching it. So I don't think it was made for us. I don't know how to see this through the lens of a 10-year-old, uh, but I do remember there being something off about um, Peanuts just forever. Uh, but for, for younger viewers who may or may not understand this, um, I'm the oldest of the group. I'm sure everyone understands that. There weren't a lot of options, man. This is what you were excited about every holiday season. It's the only cartoon that would run like four or five episodes a year in the early to mid-70s. So you could look forward to, you know, uh, Frosty and, and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That came in December. But Charlie Brown was there for you, man, like four or five times a year. Um, so I think that I'm, I'm going to put away all criticism aside, like whatever I thought of it, like it's super important. I think it was super important to generations of kids. So, I mean, just based on that, I'm going to give it five stars. Do you guys know that the year that it launched, half of households watched it? Half yeah. of households. That can yes. never be. Nothing will ever cause that to happen again. Not the Super Bowl, not election night, not whatever. How half many of channels were there? 
Well, there were probably three, a different proposition, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. but that's so amazing. Like yeah. the reach, if you imagine yeah. that kind of reach that a single person yeah, could have like, in a program. That's like Gangnam style YouTube watching. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's pretty much. What it is. Exactly. Um, Charlie Brown, the original Gangnam style. By the way, Why, Rob? No, the, the first time it ran, it preempted. It's, it's accurate. It, it preempted like, the Munsters. So there are some Munsters fans that were like, what the fuck is this shit? What is this depressing cartoon yeah. bullshit? I'm yeah, trying, exactly. to, watch, I'm trying yeah. to watch this family of monsters live their <laughs> yeah. weird workaday lives. Correct. So at any rate, um, I think, so that was a, a four and three fives, right? So, I mean, that pretty much rounds up to, to roughly five stars, I think so. Nice. Missy, did yeah. you do a five? Mm-hmm. I did. She did? I don't remember. Yeah. It's so long ago. <laughs> All right. Everybody take a drink. I'm a little... um, on on that note, I need to refresh. Yeah. Right. Right. Take a pause. You guys go. He and I are better prepared. We'll chit chat while you guys are gone. Just calm down. I'm waiting for Rob to take his headphones. Oh, they're wireless. He can hear us the whole time. No, Damn it. I'm wired in. No, he's he's wired. Yeah, All right, go, ahead, take, go ahead. Just like, right, everybody, drink, everybody. Everybody. All right. He, you know, he loves that fucking that other thing we had to watch that jug band garbage, right? Hey, so I literally am not gonna be. My original plan has gone down the tubes because I realized I was going to stomp all over his childhood. I'm back. All right, and we're back. (laughs) That was so speedy, Rob. I brought the can. Uh, um, Ryan also gives a Charlie Brown Christmas five stars because that guy knows what's up. (sighs) He knows a thing or two about a thing or two. Yes. Okay. Beachwood Mocha Machine. Machine. Jesse has switched to something Asian. Saigon Export. Jesse's doing uh, that Asian beers. I'm going to continue to work this garbage eggnog. This is like the worst thing I've ever, worst eggnog I've ever had. Oh. It's called what, Jesse? <laughs> it's called free shit. It's an old industry trick. When they give you, when they allow you drinks per night, you just fucking take that shit home. It's not <laughs> instead of drinking idea. it there. Not a bad idea at all. You guys ready to do another gift exchange? Huh? Yes. We're 40 minutes in. Do we have a volunteer? Y'all can Misty. do mine whenever. Misty, oh, it is. Oh, before we start, uh, we just got a message from uh, from Ryan saying, Misty, we met when I was in Austin. You're the fucking best. It was Dallas, but yes. <laughs> and you are also the best. I remember he, our whiskey cake. Yes, we went to... So, uh, in his defense, it was our Austin trip, so he's probably just being... Oh. He, I'm so sorry. He is, he's I'm labeled so the ADHD nerd, and so like I'm sure he was just ADHDing on brand, like not thinking of the right word. All over the place. Yeah. We know. Yep. Who yeah, are... <laughs> mine. And y'all can all open at the same time. Misty's gifts? I'll wait for everybody else to be ready and prepared. Oh, hey, welcome, Brendan Detzner. Brendan. Hey, Brendan. How are you? He's probably not going to respond to that. I was very I, excited about that. John Gatwood is now watching, too. He's just right, in time, right on time for it. What's up, John? I did, I did something similar to Rob. We all got similar themes. Oh, but, fuck yeah. Ooh, I will say that yeah. Rob, and, Rob and Jesse do that. Rob and Jesse what? Get out. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, this is good. This is so good. 
This is all quotes from, uh, from, is it all from, uh, Scott Pilgrim? Yeah. This is, this is wonderful, Misty. This is amazing. Livius, I don't know if you're aware, but I went for the first time. Did we talk about that? We totally did not talk about that. Okay, I went to a a Rocky Horror Picture Show viewing for the very first time this last Halloween. Um, got dressed, you know, gothed out and dissipated. You mean you mean more than tonight? (laughs) Bread makes you fat. Yeah. How did you? How and how did you like it? So, lo- love the movie. We, I guess, every theater show is different. The one that presented ours got just too loud, and you couldn't hear the movie the whole time. And being a first viewing of the movie and the experience, I wanted to hear the movie more. That's my only complaint. So it wasn't really. I, I'd do it again before I really. Give it a full review, but um, I think okay. we should drag these two bastards to a viewing since they can't be bothered to listen to this. <laughs> if your life had a face, I would punch it. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about Rocky Horror? Yes, we, we were. Yes, I no. I, you I love Rocky Horror. Yeah, you've heard my Rocky Horror abduction story. Mm-hmm. I have. We're trying to figure out Misty's on the fence about it. So she needs well, she needs a second say, viewing to she doesn't, you're good. You, you got it right. You got it right. No, no, no. Watch it again. Definitely. Make sure it's the most yeah. magnificent thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Don't watch the review. It really is. It will just I depress just, you. Oh no, I probably won't, but he is the he radiates. There you cannot contain the magic of Every moment he's on screen, every time it is Tim Curry just so fucking like oozes way. that fucking shit in that no, movie. No, it was like, amazing. He's a great actor in general, but in that movie, in that, I feel that's his truest self, actually. Yeah, like, no, it's this is you, astonishing. Livius, what's on your mug? I love it. it. Is the Rocky Horror Picture Show lips, and at the top it says anticipation. Patient. <laughs> Love it. Absolutely love it, Misty. Thank you so much. She nailed it. Misty did a, Misty did a good job. Very good job. Yeah, Misty. Um, <laughs> What's the website for Amazon.ca? <laughs> Are you waiting for the package you just ordered? So that's gift number two down. We should probably... Ten minutes um, of just devolving into me and, me and Jesse doing Scott Pilgrim quotes. I don't know. I, t- I told them earlier that I have this, which I told them was for opening packages. But this can also be used to slip my wrist if that's how this keeps going. So. Oh, man. When I worked at the grocery store, like I carried one of those in my back pocket. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It was like the hot item. like That and a Sharpie. If you left them laying around, someone would swipe oh, that shit. I was going to say, I don't have a Sharpie here. I do have two red pens and one black one, but I don't have a Sharpie in arm's reach, which I usually do. Um, but yeah. I don't know about a red pen, but I've got some red thread in the other room there. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> Misty, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, always close to my heart. Brad Majors. Oh, you just reminded me. I have kind of a sub-present for Jesse, which is okay. something that I bought him a long time ago and just have not given him. Is should I reveal that or should that just be like an off the? I know I'm totally ruining the entire flow of. Uh, <laughs> Bring it up. Wait, you have a present for me? I mean, yeah, at you... this point, if you brought it up, you probably have right. to do it. Well, it's not. I don't have it ready, so. 
I have to kind of find it. So I'm going to put my headphones down. You guys can chat about shit for a minute. We'll see if I can find. Yeah, just just continue, please. Just continue. <laughs> We're not safe. We're not safe. Um, is it is it the the blow up mattress in a loose sight collectibles box? <laughs> We are um, a little early this year with our holiday episode, so it's only December 16th. Um, mm-hmm. But today, it was an unseasonably warm, like, 47 degrees where Rob and I are. Misty, what is it where you're at? 65 today. It was delightful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesse, how's it Minnesota? Weather. Is it that warm up by you? Um, it's probably hoodie weather right now. Yeah, it's probably about 40, 45 degrees today. Yeah, about that. Yeah, it's unseasonably warm, which is really, really nice, because I was reading things you know, earlier in the year about how we're going to have, like, the bitterest winter and however long, and it just goes to prove that weather people don't know a fucking thing. Sorry if there are any weather people watching, but you guys are full of shit a lot, all the time. That's all all I'm saying. the time. All right. Are you ready for Jesse's sub-presence? We are. Mm-hmm. Wait. I can't see it. <gasps> Get out! No. Wrapped in plastic. That's fucking amazing. Doesn't Olivia's love Twin Peaks too? <laughs> no. Did, did, no you not, did you not listen not to the view? These two, yeah. Not I like Twin Peaks. I think it's interesting. So it's hard to listen to a show. Wait, it's hard to listen to a podcast about a show that you don't want to watch. And you and don't. That's the whole premise of our podcast where we talk But I mean, we listen to podcasts right? about books that we haven't read. Totally yeah. different. Anyway, yeah, uh, that was bought in Austin, Texas, um, for Jesse, and I just have not gotten a chance to send it to him. So, this is this has been waiting for you, buddy. That's because we're lazy motherfuckers. Like, we've already sent tons of beer to each other, but we just can't get around. I can't get it up to fucking send a little pop figure. I mean, yeah, and this you, portion you do of reason the... on that, but usually it's like, yeah, I got shit for you, and then like eight months later, here you go. Oh, we're yeah. spiraling. <laughs> This portion of the podcast brought to you by Roman.com for all your erectile dysfunction needs. Sorry, I just had to throw that out there. Rob, you said you couldn't get it up to send uh, it to him, so I just thought it would be a good time to mention our sponsor for this episode. What a bargain. Where you can easily get a uh, consultation online where it's sent to you in discreet packaging. This commercial plays all the time on the satellite radio station I listen to. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not going to say what it is because it would be a lot of laughter and commentary. Um, that being said, yeah, I could probably do it the whole commercial, like word for word. So, all right, um, we are going to move into our other review for this episode uh, and try to rein this back in. Uh, this one was uh, also Rob's choice, or sort of Rob. I mean, I guess this one was Rob's choice. The other one, I think we had kind of agreed on last year. So, yeah, let's only. I mean, I'm only responsible for this, which maybe it's the worst one. I don't know. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. It's a 1977 TV special based on the children's book of the same name by Russell Hoban. Directed by Jim Henson, it features a cast of Muppet characters. It was produced by the Jim Henson Company and premiered on CBC television in 1977. I want to go right off the bat and say that I cannot for the life of me understand how something like this was produced when I was five years old. And I didn't hear about it until a goddamn week ago. I have no idea. I had no idea what this was. You sent it. And I was like, oh, this this. must be something new or recent. So I look it up and I'm like, how is it possible that this is from my childhood? Yeah. And I have no idea if it exists. So Mm -hmm. wait, am I the only person who ever saw this as a child? 
No, I saw it as a child. Okay. But I think I think Livius, we've been in this a similar territory before. It's kind of like how four years after Doctor Fives, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just leaps. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's um it's one of those things that I was the target demographic for this at five years old. I would have to imagine, right? Like, so I don't know if they didn't do a good job with it on television or if it only aired, you know, sporadically, or maybe the title was not enough for me to go or for my parents say, Oh, this is probably like a kid's thing. Like we should, you know, see if he wants to watch it or whatever. But it was weird that it took till 2018 to hear about something that, that I was the target demographic for. Did you know what a jug band was? <laughs> no. And knowing no. knowing your your musical preferences, I would say this is not marketed. This you are not the target audience of the show. Not at all. Well, okay, but how many eight year olds know what a jug band is? That's why I knew what a jug band was. <laughs> I did. Well, there you go. Gotcha. Um, there should have been more leather. You know. So. so um. I kind of like Rob. I don't know that I'm going to go into like a, a plot, you know, thing, but God damn it. This was more depressing than Charlie Brown. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you. Oh no. So I watched Charlie Brown first and I was like, Oh, this is, you know, sad. Then I turned this on today. <gasps> You're like, Oh, it's about a junk band. It's going to be fun. And like, you yeah, know, yeah. Oh, it was so depressing. Oh my goodness, it and shattered me. To be clear, it's depressing the whole time. It's not like it's the depressing at the time. beginning. And, and it's longer it than better. Charlie Brown, too. Yeah, it's, it's like, an hour long. I mean, all right, there's a little bit of heartwarming stuff towards the end. But for anybody who hasn't seen this, these are uh, anthropom- <laughs> anthropomorphized um, forest creatures is the only thing i mean but right like they're like river, river animals. <laughs> river animals, okay? Yeah, call them river animals. So you've got... Like, my note says, poor-ass critters living the rough life. That's, like, my, my second note after I've never heard of this before. <laughs> oh, shit, you took notes? I'm so glad. So, oh, you, Emmett, you pitched that to HBO. Yeah. <laughs> Emmett and his uh, and his mama are uh, they're paddling down the river, and Emmett's mother's job is to wash people's clothes. Can we pause? Sure. Can we talk about, like, because it's all puppetry, and, like, the I fact guess. that, like, he was actually working... The yeah. fucking oars yeah. on actual water, like, like that looked fucking great. I think Rob is setting himself up, up those to oars. sell this on a technical basis. <laughs> I'm gonna find positives wherever I can because I know where this is headed. No. So it turns out that Evan's father's been dead for some time. And that they're making money by washing clothes. It's their only source of revenue. I mean, Emmett gets some odd jobs, like fixing, you know, at one point in the episode, he's he's kind of partnered with a guy to, to mend a fence for somebody for 50 cents that they're going to split after doing it. We got to talk about that. <laughs> but we continuously hear these depressing things where Emmett's mom's like, well... I've sold off everything I can sell off. I don't know what else we have that we can sell, Emmett. But they're like pretty happy, like living their life and stuff. But yeah, it's it's definitely super depressing. Yeah, super depressing. And like the first customer they're delivering laundry to is like a total bitch. She's like Gretchen this, Fox. Like, yeah, is Gretchen a fucking Fox. bitch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's a real bitch about it, and um, she doesn't. She's and, and Mama Otter, Ma Otter is like, oh, it's a couple days before Christmas, and I've got the bill. And that Fox bitch just walks away after complaining about the laundry. 
And it's like, <laughs> all right, well, this is, and that sets the tone. It's like the otters, nothing's working for the otters. And like that no. moment, that first interaction with another character besides Ma or Emmett sets the tone for like, nobody gives a shit about these fucking poor otters. No. Um, they do go into town at one point and run into, <laughs> I don't know, like, uh, oh, the, the a, riffraff, a gang, right? Yeah. The nightmare. Yeah. The nightmare. Um, did you guys call like the river bottom boys or the river bottom yeah. gang yeah. or something like that? Nightmare. Nightmare. Yeah. Those... You, you gotta wonder, did the Coen, the Coen brothers had to have fucking seen this, right? Soggy Bottom Boys, Soggy man. Bottom Boys, 50, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifty percent chance based on this podcast, and <laughs> if they saw it or not. Um, did you guys notice that looked like Kermit strung out on meth? It totally the frog like that meth was with Kermit. him. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, the one that was in the water. It did have Jim Henson's puppetry yeah. though in it. Like it was credited. Oh well, well yeah, it's the Muppets. But I'm saying, I mean, that was literally like they're like, do you got an old Kermit laying around that we can make look strung the fuck out? Because that's what we need in this yeah. in this group of guys. <laughs> It's like the original Kermit prototype, kind of like how the original Minnie and Mickey yeah. Mouse from Disneyland are just super terrifying. I don't know if you've yeah. ever seen yeah. pictures. Or like yeah, the Simpsons no, exactly. on the Tracy Ullman show. looks different than, anyway. That was a deep cut. Do you guys even know what I'm talking about? Oh, I know what you're talking all about. Right, all right. We're all old enough uh, for that. Uh, I was a little concerned. So why, there were ducks, and the ducks were not they were anthropomorphized. Wood- Wood ducks. They were just ducks. Do we know they why? The ducks... Yeah, but why Why do the ducks not get all the human characteristics? Like, why can't they struggle through life like the otters do? Because they're foul? They, oh. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jesse just made me, Jesse just made me break, broke, made me break the, like, cardinal Fourth rule of wall. podcasting, which is you do not clap near your microphone. <laughs> And I just had to do that because of Jesse. Um, they are foul. I will say that there was also an owl at one point that was not a puppet. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about the owl. And I was wondering if it was the owl from the original Clash of the Titans movie. Does anybody know what I'm talking about there with the? That owl was mechanical, though, like yeah, yeah. full on mechanical. Like, yeah, this one was. A, they they tried to make Steam it look punk. like an it was owl. A steampunk. Yeah. I missed the um. I missed the the thing there. I know he was in the garage getting his. What was he doing? He was in the garage where his father used to work, getting tools or something. When he saw that owl, and I felt like I missed something there. Was that supposed to be representative of his father watching it over him or no, something? No, it was a scene transition. There was nothing so, uh, significant about it. Um. So the owls like, are not what they seem. <laughs> it could have been a Twin Peaks reference <laughs> too, like twenty years before Twin Peaks. Um. But that so like that first we haven't even gotten to the plot yet, and the plot is. <laughs> Well, the plot, like, the build-up is we're fucking poor, and we can't afford life. Like, at one point, there was this weird, like, she had sewn some socks. <laughs> and homeboy sitting outside the fox house was like, I want to talk about the guy that's like, I'm fishing, what are you doing? Because we'll get back to that. But, like, this other dude who's, like, also fishing, because they all live on a river. And he's like, hey, you got anything to barter? And she's like, well, I made these socks. And he's like, I got pumpkins. And so they switch. And then she, she's like, I'm going to make some pumpkin pies. And he's like, what are you going to buy with the And it's like, what are you going to buy with the pumpkin pies? He's like, she's like, oh, I can buy more material to make socks. And it's like, why don't you just fucking just not do any of that? Because you're just back to making the socks. You just fucking traded for the pumpkins. Okay. Leading into the plot. We got to talk about that because there's the whole bar. <laughs> there's the barter issue you're talking about. My problem is, okay, 
The prize for the fucking talent show is fifty dollars. There's fifty dollars. There's a guitar. We didn't even get to the talent show yet, but go on. There's a guitar that costs forty dollars, and dude fixing a fence gets fifty cents. The fuck? That's the life that they're in, though. Like you got you got to mend a lot of fences to afford that guitar. I think is what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I think that the the fifty cents for mending the fence was like the baseline for us to understand that fifty dollars is a lot. So back yeah. in in the seventies, you know, fifty bucks was still a good chunk, but you know, that was what not a week's pay for somebody making a, a half a halfway decent job. So I think that was their way of saying this is a hundred time worth a hundred times more than mending a fence. It's a lot of money. Is it a hundred times more? It's a hundred times more. So, um, yeah, <laughs> give or take math, magic, whatever. Math is um, hard. I've drank enough. So, talking to Emmett, Emmett and his mother, Alice, because I have notes, both want to Wait, enter the talent show. Who's got a first name? Yeah, Alice. All right. They um, <laughs> both want to enter the show because they want to buy something for the other one. So um, Emmett's mom, Alice, wants to buy him that guitar. And he gets, um, I don't know, some people ask him to join a band with them. And they would split the 50 bucks four ways. The titular so the 12, band. Yes. The twelve fifty that he would win if he won this talent show would go towards a down payment on a piano for his mother. Because so that's before, their da- or before the dad died, they had a piano that she played. And... Uh... Now they had to sell it because dad died and had no money because he was fucking selling snake oil. Did we not? Well, people just started, people just started oiling their snakes anymore. Well, that's, you know, so I thought about the first said he was a snake oil salesman. I was like, there's an actual snake in this because there's a snake in that, uh, whatever they're called, the river bottom boys or the whatever. Nightmare the nightmare band. The nightmare band. Where'd we get river bottom boys from? Okay. I got you. Okay. Um, yeah, so maybe there's some other use for snake oil in it that, you know, that wasn't properly expressed. I, I mean, oil it up, oil it up the snake. It's a, in a sense, it's a very progressive kids show. <laughs> they have to throw something in there for the adults. Hence, oiling up the snake. Get away I mean, snake. it should have been Ma Otter selling that. That's... <laughs> Let's be honest. Ma Otter probably had to oil up some snakes on the months where she was coming up short. So, oh no! Oh, hey, someone hey. was coming up short. Yeah. Oh dear. That's why they're not oiling up the snakes. Adam from Oshkosh, whose legs don't work, has joined the broadcast. Adam, welcome. Merry Christmas. What's up, Adam? All right. Um, you- I uh, <laughs> essentially this is what happens. There's a talent show. Which causes us to hear some variation of the same song four goddamn times through the last quarter of that thing, just repeatedly over and over. So, yo, shockingly, though, I was like, who is going to win the talent show? Is it, it going to be Emmett or is it going to be Alice? And then we're throwing this curve, right? Total curve. Neither one of them. Neither one. Neither one of them wins the talent show. So, again, more depression, <laughs> more sadness. She can't hey. wash clothes anymore because her son took the wash tub and put a hole in it because that was his part in the band was to be the wash tub guitarist. Wash tub. What wash was tub it, it was like an upright wash tub. Yep, yeah. yep. It was a base. And he can't mend fences anymore because she had to sell the toolbox to get a dress to wear in the talent show. So now they're completely down and out. That's it. Now, now the now the snake oiling 
That has to ratchet up to a whole new level. She's gonna have to find she's gonna have to find the nightmare band and that strung out permit and see if he's got fifty cents to get his snake oiled. Hey, you know what this is? No, Rob, go ahead. Well, I just wanted to ask about so the nightmare band plays and they win the talent contest, which I don't know if we mentioned. Um, and I was thinking the whole time, like, this is Alice Cooper. Dude, I just noticed that the song was really good. <laughs> I, I like that jam. Olivia doesn't look. I mean, it was better than the other shit for sure. Yeah. <sighs> this though is yeah, it was the way off. Complete way off. opposite of the Charlie Brown Christmas. Like Charlie Brown Christmas, <laughs> when you think about it, it's basically fucking socialism, and this one is like. Pure capitalism, like, you know what? Fuck your dreams. You're going to try and, like, better your life. We're just going to fucking take it away from you and crush you. I mean, he's got... Uh, so, Livius, yeah. I'm going on the Alice Cooper thing. I'm going entirely based off of that song they played in that one Wayne's World movie where it was just very, like, basic lyrics. And uh, you don't know what I'm talking about? That's my entire impression of Alice Cooper is that one fucking song he played in a in a, in a Wayne's World movie. I was muted. I think that was Feed My Frankenstein, but yeah, I yeah, haven't seen Wayne's World. Yes! Movie, so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But it's basically like someone explaining the like the weird shit they do, and that's exactly what happens with this weird like nightmare band. They just tell you why they're the nightmare band. <laughs> While we're on songs, did anybody listen to the lyrics like of the it. very first song? The bathing suit that yes. Grandma wore? Grandma's bathing suit? <laughs> that was so big that they made, like, everything they fucking own out of her bathing suit? Yeah. There was some, some old-school 40-year-old fat-shaming happening there. Like, her bathing suit was so big, like, we made a tent and trousers for everyone in <laughs> the like town. A, I mean, it was... It was a Yo Mama joke. It was totally a Yo Mama joke. Um, so, yeah, so this is capped off. I guess I hate them spoiling this for anybody. Um, but essentially, <laughs> don't they don't win. It. But Alice uh, decides, you know, she's telling her son what a great job his band did, and she thinks that a mashup of both of their songs would be great. So we've heard her song, we heard their song, we hear a Riverbank mashup of their song, and then we hear the same song again mm-hmm. after the town rich guy hires them to play at the bar every night or whatever yeah, it is that like he owns. Yeah, the bullfrog dude, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, you knew that was and, coming too, because at the very beginning of the of the fucking movie. He's like, those are the two nicest people in town, like for no reason at all. So, this was forty-eight fucking minutes long, which was about <laughs> thirty-eight minutes longer than it should have been. Um, but guys, I just found out that on November second of this year, it's very timely. Uh, the soundtrack's now available on CD. Shocking, it's on CD. <laughs> the soundtrack is now available on CD, so if you want to, Rob, oh, if you want to drive to work oh. listening to the Bathing Suit the Grandma War, you can I, do that. I don't is it on 8-track? <laughs> I don't think my car has a CD player now that I think of it. I don't think that there's a place to put a CD in my car. I'm sure you can find it on iTunes. Yeah, there you go. Look at that. So, <laughs> other, other thoughts on this? Anybody? Um... I had some kind of general overall thoughts. I'm going to say one thing. Like, I saw this as a child. And uh, to me, as a child, I don't remember, like, the over, like, the, the crushing fucking, like, poverty theme um, that that we see in this. I just thought it was, like, you know, a family who wants to do nice things for each other is kind of what I remembered. 
But, like, overall, can we just go ahead and say the otters are supposed to be black people? <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I I didn't get that, but Misty? I did not get that. Like, straight up. I don't even want to pretend that it was even a thought. I knew they were super poor. I did not get a race right. element. That's fine. That's fine. You don't have to explore that. That was just my my general impression. Also, like, this is a very southern-themed puppet movie. Yes. yes. So, like, I'll uh, give you that. Not like Misty Southern, but like Southern. Like like Kentucky Southern. Yeah, Kentucky, for sure. yep. Mississippi, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yep. Thinking yeah, about I Mama's Barbecue and shit like that. Like, that's... There was a song called Barbecue. Of course, it's a very southern thing. But it's a southern poor people living on a river. And that's why it's not Misty Southern, because I don't know if there's rivers in Texas. Um, <laughs> but, like, Mississippi, like, you know, like... That there's one, thing. at least. Is there a river? What's... what's what? The Rio Grande. Yeah, there's rivers. It's okay. Wait, the one not that like separates the Mississippi. Texas from Mexico? <laughs> and there... Anyway, let's continue. There's not like the Mississippi here. No, it's like the there's one place creeks. where like there's a lot of creeks. There's that's the one place where it's like everything's bigger in Texas doesn't apply is rivers. Uh, very southern. Uh, I think the otters were implied to be like the black people of town, but like that was just maybe me reading some race into the situation. Oh, um, I don't think you're reading into that at all. Uh, but, but was um, the frog white? Oh yeah, the frog was super white. Um, Wait, the rich frog at the end or the, the Kerbit um, knockoff? Because they both could have been white, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> the rich frog with like the fucking monocle and the cane or whatever. Yeah. Uh, who's a toad? Right. I guess he was a toad. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, he was he was white. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I just wanted to throw that out there. So, Edmund Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Let's start with, we're going to do Missy's wrap-up first, then we're going to go to Jesse, then we're going to go to Olivia's, and then it's going to end on me. Pressure. I, I I did find it extremely depressing at the very beginning and throughout. However, and it could just be the frazzle state I'm currently in, by the end of it, I was... It was heartwarming. There were enough things that I felt my heart growing like the Grinch. And I did not hate it because it made me feel love and hope and things of that nature in a real way. Like I'm kind of being facetious, but also it is heartwarming (laughs) if you give it a chance. I am not a huge fan of any sort of musical and there were a lot of songs. It's not something that I would want to watch again, except that I would let my kid watch it. It's, it instills good values. It teaches things. I enjoy the message of it. And so in light of that, I'll give it five stars, especially since it's from Rob's childhood. Wow. I'm very surprised by that. And awesome. Jesse, Jesse, what do you got to say? Kid stuff. <laughs> Damn. All right. I'm, am I going to be the Robert the Livius in this situation? I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <clears throat> Um, I appreciate the positivity, definitely, with the family. Like, looking for that rainbow, never a bad thing. 
goddamn, I'm giving it I'm giving it one star. Oh! Holy Misty, Moses. Misty, who has never heard of this before, like four <laughs> days ago, is super offended at this. Um, because wow. I feel like I I left out the fact that I find Muppets to be terrifyingly creepy. I was never a Muppet fan. I do not like Fraggle Rock. I only liked Muppet Babies. But you got against Fraggle Rock. Reach for me, although as a child I know that I love yeah, Sesame Street. There's a lot of problems with Fraggle Anyway, Rock. I looked past these creepy things. What about Labyrinth? Dark Crystal? You're not, you're not helping not, the cause. There's <laughs> enough humans in Labyrinth. I actually used to love Labyrinth. I would create... I, would I mean, it's got David Bowie's cock, so, you know... I love that, that it's not just him. Anyway, how dare you, Jesse? No soul. <laughs> Livius, go ahead, give it a half star. I dare you. I am going to give it something after I'm done talking about it. Um, <laughs> Missy, you and me. I watched this. I watched this very critically again. So I think that the relationship between, although depressing, the relationship between Emmett and Alice was really good. It was a mother and son doing whatever they have to do. They love each other, and they're trying to get through life. Love it. Um, I like that at the end, the message was good things happen to good people. Also great message. That being said, this should have been, uh, did anybody get a count on Peanuts? 21 minutes, I think? About. At 21 minutes, minus, I mean, uh, the songs, there are, hold on, because we talked about the songs. I have the number of songs here on my screen. There are two, four, six, there are nine songs um, on here, which does not count the reprises, represes. I don't know how you'd say that. It's not represes. <laughs> so essentially, it's like 12 goddamn songs in there. So I was trying to think, as a 10-year-old, is your grandma's bikini or whatever that song is called, like, is that is there value there? Like, do kids mm-hmm. learn that and run around and say, and I couldn't do it. I can't put myself into 10-year-old Livius's mind. So overall, I did not enjoy this really at all. Um, but I am, for the good message, I'm going to give it two and a half stars. Oh, I'll allow it. Wow. I feel like that's a lot for Livius. Wrap it up, Rob. Uh, here's the thing, like, first of all, it just fucking mystifies me that I'm the only person that knew about this, except for, I guess, Jesse, you knew it. Maybe they marketed it to poor people. Were you poor as a kid? Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what yeah. they did. They there you go, Misty. Honestly, I, I did think about that immediately when yeah. it started. I was, like, crazy poor as a kid. So maybe not only right. being poor, but there's the whole thing about cable actually entered those, <laughs> those. No, seriously, cable entered those markets first. In fact, MTV entered not major markets when it started off. It like MTV went to fucking like middle America and like fucking redneck towns because cable companies were offering these promotions. So yeah, it was really weird that the main entertainment hit the major spots where it was like the poorest people, but with the ma- most mass populations before it hit major markets. Like in New York, New York had MTV from the get go, but they fucking ignored it. They didn't give a shit about it. But then it went to, you know, Alabama and Florida and, you know, Utah and Minnesota and Illinois and all these other places. It's like that like changed the landscape of the music industry. This is the weirdest wrap up I've ever given. <laughs> I was going to say, how did we go from Emmett Otter's jug band? <laughs> Jesse, oh my God. I'm just trying to get away from MTV the jug band. Now. Across the nation and cable oh, television. Oh, shit. 
All right. Before I continue my wrap up, I want to welcome Roy, Eli, and Jennifer have all joined in our watching. So, uh, welcome. We are wrapping up. We just spent a lot of time talking about Emmett Otter's Joke Band Christmas. Um, so if you haven't seen that, that's a whole nightmare you can experience on your own. Here's my wrap up. As a kid, I thought it was charming. I thought it was something that was like, oh, this is like a, a feel good, like, uh, family matters kind of situation. Not like Family Matters, a TV show. There was a TV show about Family Matters, right? But like family, you care about yeah, your family, the, you take care of each other. There's family. no pill addiction in this, let's be honest. Right, exactly. Um, this was something to me that kind of mirrored a lot of like the things that I went through. Like as a kid, the things that were important to me were my mother, my brother, you know, things like that. Those, the, That was like the thing that mattered most. And so like it mirrored... I didn't realize it was because like I was as poor as these fucking poor otters. Like I didn't... <laughs> I didn't know then. So watching it now is like, oh, maybe maybe that's just what poor poor people go through. But anyway, um it's so different for me watching this now than I than when I was a kid because it's like, ooh, this is so cringeworthy in so many ways. And um uh, it, it, it's strange. So uh, I think for me I gained an entirely different value watching this now than I did when I watched it when I was a child. Um, but at the same time, it has, like, such a great message, and I'm, I'm very much with Misty. Like, this is uh, a very feel-good, um, money doesn't matter, what matters is what you care about and what you do with it, that type of message. And so, for those reasons, five. You have five stars on this one. Five. Jesse hates it. <laughs> I don't know if Jesse and I have ever been on the same page yeah, on this anything. Yeah, this is weird. I am shocked. Weird. That Very weird. The Emmett Otter is the the thing that brought them together. Yeah. Olivia all, and Jesse. Hating, of all the things. Hating. I mean, other, other Emmett Otter. Or we we we've got similar tastes in movies. Like at least seventy to eighty percent of the time, we we agree on certain ones and. We got a lot of bands in common. We like a lot of the same music. We could talk about Kiplinger for like an hour. We could. We could deconstruct that shit. But we're not going to. Or, or no. we could do a gift exchange. Kip Kiplinger. That already happened. I don't. I don't want to hear a knock on Rob's door again. So let's yeah. just. Kip, <laughs> Kiplinger has issued a restraining order against the podcast, and he says. 17 is legal in most states. That's what he had to say on that one. Ah, so. Hey, let's get him and a 17-year-old on our next episode. <laughs> Can I? <laughs> uh, do, you, do you know a lot of those? Can I? Uh, I, I know neither of those. <laughs> Can I volunteer to have my gift opened um, next? So we're going to do... Um, uh, Rob and Misty are going to open theirs at, at the same time. Okay. Um, and then, Jesse, there's going to be a photo displayed... On my screen of your gift. Oh, I'm the only one to get it. <laughs> yes. Well, because you got something very different from them. Okay. Gotcha. Um, Rob, yours is not gift wrapped. Misty's, yours should be. Oh crap! Livius did the thing he hates the most, which is he did something different for Jesse than the two of us, apparently. Yes. Here we go. Holy shit! Wait. Ha <laughs> What the hell? I got some, uh, I got some pop, it's pop, it's pop heavy. It's pop heavy. Oh my gosh, wait a minute. Al Powell. Yes. 
This is way too much. Uh-oh. I oh don't know about God. that. Yeah. yeah. Can you see them? Holy shit. Oh, wow. I've got, so Misty I've got last year. So Misty last year got two Westworld pop vinyls I was trying to add to her collection. So those are three that you don't have, I think, unless you've been buying them on no, your own. No, I don't have them. Rob, last year we got into a discussion on if Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not. So this is my subtle acknowledgement that maybe, 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 maybe Rob is right. It absolutely is a Christmas movie. Just like Nobody asked me. Holy shit, here it is. No oh, fucking that's way. That's marvelous. So um, that's to add to your guys' pop uh, vinyl collections. Jesse, I did not go the same route with you. I almost did. Um, and then you would have had. Um, the reason, Rob, yours weren't gift-wrapped is because those three had to be bought individually. Misty's was sold as a set, and I really didn't want to pay Amazon 15 bucks to gift-wrap those. Like, I was okay with, like, like Misty's was, like, 5 bucks because it was one package. But when I tried to do it for Rob's, I was like... What do you mean? It's like five bucks each. So I was like, all right, I'm not paying an extra 15 bucks for, for gift wrapping. So I'm going to try to share my screen here um, so that I can show Jesse. So Jesse, yours is different. Actually, Linda had a lot of input on this. She actually saw this and suggested she was concerned about my ability to get gifts out on time. So she was shopping for you guys. What? So uh, you I, were getting. I did see that she was like finished with Christmas shopping like weeks ago. Very so on top. We're going to be getting. I'm gonna to try to get everything out of the way here. Share screen. Um, a 24 by 36 poster that looks a lot like oh. this. Are you guys seeing it? Oh, Whoa. fuck. So I know you're in a new place, and I know last year I said I didn't want to um, dirty up people's wall decor except for Rob, but now I'm gonna to try That's to amazing. dirty up your, your wall decor there. Yeah, I. Uh, I think I, I know every fucking thing on that poster. I was I was wondering because I'm pretty close. There are a oh, couple. Oh, dude, I was Cabin in the Woods is over there. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And it's um, flanked by Cabin in Amityville. We were talking about yeah. oh, that's uh, about that's childhood stuff. Um, that woman in the middle there in the front, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. I had a crush on her since I was like probably ten years old or whenever she hit TV. So, dude, Elvira's like cool. one of the original queens. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's amazing. That's so uh, cool. there you go, guys. Merry Christmas to all three of you. Thanks, Livia. Try to figure out how to stop sharing my screen now. There we go. Stop sharing. <laughs> there hey, we go. Your handsome face is back. Uh, all I see is blue. He's back. I'm back. He's back. Oh, back. Livia's is back. I don't see you guys. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jesse and his fucking. <laughs> We can't do this without uh without one glitch, but um what's the next holiday after episode after this? Because I will have a brand fucking spanking new writing machine thanks to Rob. So I shouldn't have any technical difficulties. Oh yeah. Um I don't know computer. Very nice, Jesse. Congratulations. He has not received it yet. I know. Dell and Spiron Windows seven. It's one of those e machines, like three five. Nice, nice. I used to have one of those. That was pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, It's got like this weird little like plasticky vinyl flip out, like kind of. It's like a picture frame thing where you you can like you know tilt it and prop it up on a desk type thing. Is she just going to get a new drink? And we didn't even take a break. She yeah. Do you guys want to take a break and get a new drink? I'm good. Yeah. I I still have my lunch bag. With eggnog in it, in case anybody didn't hey, see it the first hey, time, this is what's keeping my eggnog cold. Um, a little bit. 
a little bit. Jesse, are you getting a new drink? Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to get your pretty faces back on my screen, actually. All right, I'll be back. Um, so just so you know, Jesse, everything you're being displayed, like you're showing up fine on Facebook. I have Facebook running on my phone just to keep an eye on it. So everything looks good here. Oh, that's a good, good tactic. Yeah. So I just keep an eye on it and see if anybody comments or, um, or joins or whatever. So, right. yeah. So, uh, anyway, yeah, I don't know. Next year, Jesse, I think you and I are in charge of picking movies again. Sounds like a plan. Yep. We'll watch the, um, oh God, what was it called? Silent Night, Deadly Night? Yes. The original, like, rated X horror movie. It totally was, yeah. It was like, NC-17, right? Isn't that what they invented NC-17 for? I don't no, know. No, um, NC-17 was invented for... Fuck, I should this up, like, top of my head. No, this, this like, way predated NC-17, so that was issued an X rating. It was interesting. Um, hi, Diana. Diana, just so you know, this was part of the show tonight. Diana is the one that sent me this. Diana and and Jr. I always have to like figure out how we're gonna reference him. Jr. Hey, um, Josh. Josh just jumped back on. Hey, Josh, can you do me a favor and send me um, private message me your mailing address, please? Ooh, good call. Good call. Mm-hmm. I got it covered. Look at you. I'm all over this. Yep. Up next, <clears throat> so the beer, Jesse. Yeah. Did you? I can't. I'm sorry, Rob. I can't see oh. anything that you guys are doing right now. Straight jacket. Do you? Um, so, Jesse, if you want, I don't know, and I'll let I'll let Rob um, answer this. Can he jump out, and you can add him back in, and everything will be okay with what we're using, so he can get us back up on screen? I I have no idea. Um, so we can try that because I can imagine for him it's a little frustrating to just be looking at blue boxes. All right, Jesse, end your call, and I'll add you back in. Okay. And Rob, we while just... we're waiting for Jesse to come back on, do you ever drink the same beer, like two beers in a row of the same? No. It seems like every time. Okay, I was just curious if. No, I don't. Um, I could. I guess I could, but it's. I mean, like... I imagine your average your average beer drinker, right? Like buys a twelve pack of. There we go. There we go. We're back. Buys a twelve pack of Coors Light or whatever, and just drinks Coors Light all night, right? I mean. Um. Paps Blue Ribbon. Did you say below average drinker? Red, white, red, white, and blue. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, do you ever drink the same beer twice in a row, or do you switch in between bottles or cans all the time? Oh, I absolutely drink the same twice in a row. Like, I get pretty consistent. But I mean, you know, you haven't lived until you've like had a like a fucking warm special export keg pour at ten in the morning. <laughs> I mean, can't argue with just that. Just saying. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm for one of them, if that's, if that's yeah. the criteria. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, I totally... Yeah, I drink the same shit all the fucking time. All right, I want to inter- interrupt just to say there was a couple of comments. Um, Diana says, sorry, she was cooking dinner. So we were... She's on the West Coast, so uh, we started at 5 o'clock for her. So, um, yeah. Uh, Adam from Oshkosh says that his daughter has the same snowflake projector shining on her wall right now. So that's... Uh, Adam, it sounds like she's ready for her own podcast, buddy. Yeah, she could be... Flip, we're going to Skype her in. She'll be the <clears> fifth <throat> person on the call. 
and we can ask her what she thinks about Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Um, and Linda says good night, Merry Christmas. So good night, good night, Linda. We love you. Mm-hmm. And definitely uh, good night. Some more than others. Yeah. Love you. <laughs> I hope that you and you're the one, the more. And, and we're the others. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I thought you were reading a comic. Yes, that's exactly what I meant. Bye, Linda. <laughs> All right. So we've tackled our, our, our watching homework. We talked about Charlie Brown. We talked about Emmett Otter. I introduced Emmett Otter to two of you uh, to mixed results. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> what else? I don't know what else we have to do. We have one more gift, but do we have any other stuff to talk about? Oh, we were like on the precipice of talking about what the next holiday was going to be. I just wanted to. So we could do that. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. I'm going to let you guys um, decide on that one. Uh, well, we can't do New Year's because a) it's like next week, and b) um, that's when Livius and I do the. I- I'm off. I know. Just fucking calm down. We do, I got an idea. We do the year in review, so we can't do that. Are you going to say MLK Day? Because I feel like that's going to be pretty racially motivated. If that's um, I, I wasn't going to say that. I want to hear what Misty has to say first before I throw my idea out there. I had zero ideas. Oh, I thought you raised your hand because you're like, I got an idea too. She was backing away from whatever she oh, was She was, no, no, she no, was no. saluting the Fuhrer again, I think. <laughs> okay. Wow, I, didn't I, know feel like we've, I feel like we've hit pretty much the holidays. <laughs> so we have to like get creative. My idea is the Ides of March. What the fuck is that? Oh, Missy. O M G. The Ides of motherfuckers. March <laughs> is when Augustus Caesar was stabbed in the back <laughs> by his people. Um, made famous by Shakespeare, right? The what? Ides of March is from the Shakespeare. That sounds I think we found our Caesar. Right up our alley. Wait, who's this? Is that me? <laughs> oh don't do that all right she's from Texas. Um, they, they we're gonna leave that we're probably gonna leave that open um the ides of march would be after valentine's day which we did do a valentine's day episode last year yeah we're definitely not doing that this year we could do <laughs> we, um, Ooh, we could do an anti-valentine's day episode i see i see missy missy's in a different mindset this year and uh <laughs> Could do an anti Valentine's. I don't day. think we've, we've. I don't think we've found a reason to watch but, Martyrs yet. Hold on, that's like the Martyrs. Eight, that's like the eight bullshit kids from high school who were like, "We're doing an anti prom," and then they just fucking hung around, got high at someone's house because they were a bunch of idiots. Fuck that. First of all, that's cool. Second of all, that's never don't been knock cool. anti prom. No, never ever. No. Anti prom is the dumbest idea ever. Second okay. of all, I all feel right. like watching Martyrs is a good idea. Rob has probably not seen Martyrs. He might be the Let's only one on this podcast. Let's work that in. I don't know what Martyrs is. So here's what I was thinking. This that would actually fit in with Ides of March, too, wouldn't it? I almost wanted to say, can we fit it in with Ides of March, since I yeah. don't know what it is. Well, there is kind of some backstabbing in that movie, right? There's Literally. a lot yeah. in that movie. Yeah. Can we, um, I, I, and I'm, I'm open to continuing this discussion, but it just occurred to me that if we don't have a prom episode this year, I'm going to be really fucking disappointed. <gasps> Ooh! Carrie. Ooh! Can we want, no, Jesse, Jesse, the, um, what is the Australian movie with the crazy girls? The Loved kidnapped? Ones. That movie is that. A fucking amazing. I Thank love you. that movie so much. That's what we're doing yes. for prom. 
We're yes! Rob, apparently we've uh, lost all decision-making skills in this. Uh, all I was thinking was that a prom... So the movie prom is so fucking good. Holiday. Oh, my God. Rob, do you not have control over muting these people? Is this not in your, on your panel I mean, thing? I like not your... know what's going on right now. I'm... All right. Here's what I'm thinking. So let's definitely do prom in June, and that'll be a prom-themed episode. We'll decide on what we're watching, but I'll encourage everybody to either bring... I'll fucking wear a tux for the prom episode. <laughs> I'm so, I am I so say... wearing a tux. I'm, gonna... I'm wearing a tux. Obviously. So... I'll have another tiara. Misty, can you wear a tux too, please? Just so they'll be happy. Can we do? Dude, are you serious? I totally or I'm wearing a prom, prom dress. I'm wearing a tux. Happening. Have you seen a simple favor? If Misty's wearing a tux, I'm wearing a prom dress. This is I have, not seen, I have not seen whatever you're talking about. Okay. Um, You'll know. Jesse, I'm Adam, not shaving your chest. Adam, longtime friend of the show, says, I'd love it if you three had smoke machines, and every time Livius vapes out, smoke blows through each box. <laughs> Apparently, the smoke getting cut off in my box is uh, is not working for uh, for Adam, whose legs don't work. <laughs> so, has, guys, get on it. No, uh, that's uh, we haven't hit that Patreon level yet. We haven't hit the multiple smoke machine Patreon level where we can make that happen. So, uh, Adam, you're not giving us enough, enough money on a month, <laughs> monthly Look at that. Just wait. Uh, Everything you see back here, come the prom episode, there's going to be, you're going to see fucking mirror ball lights swirling. You're going to see so we're, st- yeah. like stars hanging from the ceiling and shit. I'm going to fucking deck this up. So Diana says, Misty is porn queen. My vote is, oh, wait, that says prom. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. She's probably going to get that vote, too. You know too. what? Let's In honest. 2019, it could go either way. Side hustle? Go. So we'll see, we'll see, what, June, we'll see what June brings. We might have to have a different episode in, like, November. Um, We're going to have a whole so conversation about doesn't jailbreak. So I'm okay with the Ides of March. I love the prom idea. Not just because it's mine. I think that would be a lot of fun. We have, um, we have not, hey, hey, well, we haven't done a Groundhog Day yet. Are we already fucking going to the Ides of March? Let's do Groundhog Day. That's going to be really close to the Ides of March. Yeah. Right, let's, let's that's what I'm saying Whoa. Our... I mean, there's only one homework thing we can do for that day. Yeah, watch Groundhog Day. Yeah, and it's fucking amazing. Everybody dissects one Groundhog. That... <laughs> I am not dissecting an animal for this podcast. Uh, I will. I'd consider it. I just don't <laughs> want to go alone. That's the Texasist answer I've ever heard. <laughs> Texasist. Yes. Livius just fucking dropped the mic on this. Jesse, you made Livius walk away. I forgot it was my podcast and I can't leave. <laughs> wow. Damn it. It's my uh, chair keeps rolling off my chair mat. Um, so, are you a groundhog uh, enthusiast or like... What's the problem? Uh, no. My, my oh. problem is dissecting animals. <laughs> Someone's going to dissect them. No, I mean, Livia. The further, the further north the further north you get, you you stop dissecting animals. Misty had to do that <laughs> <laughs> as a chore. And when she was like nine, mom was like, go out and run out and fetch a groundhog. We're having soup tonight. while you're out there. Yeah. Uh, Dude, when we wrong. when they wanted us to fucking dissect frogs in like junior high, I like took my frog and I mailed it back to the place that sent them to us. Oh my god, you were a conscientious objector. For oh, frog Jesse. Oh, Jesse. Uh, 
We dissected cats and fetal pigs. Yeah, I did the fetal pig. I cut the shit out of that pig. I didn't know what I was doing. I don't know. I'm not a fucking biologist. All right. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna put a pin in this for a uh, discussion. Really, what that means is me and Rob are gonna talk about this and right. make some decisions about <laughs> yeah. the next episode. <laughs> uh, I want to I want to acknowledge some comments that have come in from Adam and Oshkosh. He wants to be a background dancer on the prom episode, and then he clarifies, not the porn episode. <laughs> Listen, uh, you can't have it both ways. Yeah, you've got to either do both yeah, or yeah, it's all or nothing. So yeah. we have to go back to LA if we're gonna film the par- the porn episode. Adam, submit some pictures of you dancing. Um, send them to podcast at gmail.com and we'll, we'll make some decisions on that. All right. So we'll put a pin in that. I do have some facts about Christmas because <laughs> yes. what would it be if, if, uh, if we didn't have some facts? So I have, uh, 10, 10 facts. So I'm going to go through some of these, some of these I'm going to put out there as questions and see if you guys knew them. Um, obviously I think that everybody understands that December 25th is not, um, historically when, uh, Jesus Christ may have been born. Is that correct? You guys all know that Jesus um, didn't exist. So thank you, Rob. Missed the, Oh, oof, man, Whoa. this is the same. That's the same face that Jesse gave me when I said that we dissect the groundhog. Holy shit. Let's, uh, let's, let's keep it moving on that uh, one. December 25th was originally a pagan holiday, yeah. which I'm sure Jesse knows. Cause I'm sure he celebrates that one. <laughs> so good. Uh, so good. But essentially, essentially every religion, well right? So what happened was there was religion and then there was pagans, people who didn't believe in religion, but they had things like winter solstice and stuff. So essentially, if you look at every religion, they all kind of line up in the same way. There are a lot of very, a lot of, similarities in between and that's because it's all copied one from the other so it's funny and this is expanding a little bit on this but christians were like damn how can we make this more popular like what if we do a celebration around the same time and that's how we wound up with uh with the end of december uh the nativity story resulted in several wars that's probably not that's probably not a uh, a surprise to anybody as christians have been killing people in the name of god for a really long time the whole time and we'll the whole time and, and we'll continue to do so for, for a long time, I think so. We're not the only ones, so they're not the only ones. We're Let's the, just move on there. in the list of defenses. <laughs> roll. yeah, Keep rolling. Best. Not the best. Let's right. roll on. We gotta Let's roll go on. Everybody's anybody... killing people in the name of God. Does anybody have any thoughts or ideas on mistletoe and what mistletoe actually signifies? Uh, Is it arranged marriage of some kind? <laughs> they're like, put these two together. No, no, no. I like where your head's at, Missy. Well, mistletoe is poisonous, so that might play into it. The hanging sprig is a very ancient symbol of virility, and therefore anybody standing beneath it is signaling that he or she is sexually available. Wow. Misty's like, I'm going to get one of those. (laughs) I'm under that mistletoe. So it's like, I need to to rethink this tiara. (laughs) Fuck this tiara! I'm getting some mistletoe. <laughs> um, Santa Claus actually originated Cito? in a in a newspaper ad. That's where we got Santa Claus from. So I guess Santa really is. Oh, I hope all the kids. Yeah, are it was Sears Roebuck, wasn't it? Um, it does not say. It was in a newspaper ad for toys and gift books in the mid 19th century. Santa is an ad. Hold on. <laughs> that makes so much sense. 
I don't know that this is entirely accurate because I feel like it goes back to some other things. Like there's other evidences of him, like Sinterklaas is what they call him in Sweden. And then there's Sphincter another. Sphincter what? <laughs> Sinterklaas. It's like Misty's their pronunciation. Been, Misty's been private browsing. <laughs> private browsing again. Sphincter claws. I mean, I have to imagine that's. God damn it. Here we go. <laughs> Olivia, so are you going to save the world and are you going to Google search that for us with images? Sphincter Claus is a public figure on Facebook. Jesus. All right, here we go. Oh, my That's God. The only, the only Sphincter Claus is a public figure that has no posts on Facebook. So I'm going to like, I'm going to like the page in case. And I will have, and it's an unofficial page, by the way. This is not an official not page. check verified or anything? No, it is uh, it's an unofficial page, which means this unofficial page was created because people on Facebook have shown interest in this place or business, Sphincter Claws. It's not affiliated. Facebook made it. Hold on. It's not affiliated or endorsed by anybody associated with Sphincter Claws. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, and it's based on a, uh, a saint guy, St. Nicholas. Okay, let's. I, I don't like continue. Like right. I don't like it. I don't like Christmas it. is only recently a family holiday. Uh. Um, Christmas was originally celebrated as an adult form of trick or treat, but with the treat consisting of booze and the threatened trick consisting of bodily harm of destruction or property. Fuck. Why haven't we been celebrating that? Holiday, Jesse? <laughs> we wish you a Merry Christmas was originally a threat. Is this even a website? <laughs> Where what is you? this? Is this, is this like, like I mean, um, I mean, it, it is kind of a threatening song. Tell us, think about it. Tell us the website you got this information from. Yeah. Inc.com. Infowars. Infowars. No, they got shut yes. down by like yes. everybody who has common sense. Infowars.com. Still available. Infowars.com. Um, oh, sorry. Their social media got shut down by everybody. Yes. Who has sense. All their social media sorry. got shut down. This is true. Um, so the ever popular song was originally sung loudly and repeatedly by crowds of rowdy lower class servants demanding booze from their masters or else, i.e. we won't go until we get some. That's my fucking motto in life. Yeah. Life. Um, I don't like this one. The Christmas tree is a manufactured tradition. Not surprising. Every, I mean, Christmas is a day off is a recent innovation. As late as 1850, December 25th was not a legal holiday in New England, so stores were open, businesses were open, and children were expected to attend school. Well, yeah, they do Boxing Day over there and shit. <laughs> in New England? That's Canada. Yeah. I think England does it too, don't they? Mm. No, I'm I not sure. In, I lived in Vermont England. for two years, and they didn't do anything like that. That's New England. All right. There is... <laughs> Vermont in England? No, New England. Oh, New England. I'm sorry. You said, you, said, you said New England, right? I did. did I? No, I said England. Yeah, he said I said England. New England. New England. Okay, um, I'm confused. It's my all right. fault. So um, this is a pretty recent article. So uh, this is an estimate on how much the 12 days of Christmas actually cost. So we'll go one by one. Ladies first, Misty, uh, do you have an estimated cost on what it would take to purchase the 12 days of Christmas for somebody? Dude, prices right rules apply on this? <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't even remember what they all are. That's not one of the songs I know super well. 
One million dollars. <laughs> we have one million dollars. That's a Texas Jesse. answer. Closest without going over. Those purchase. Those he's like twelve. Milking. He's like he's like yeah, maids of milking. What do you, what can you get a milking maid um, for? Since I feel like there are people involved, we gotta hit the mills, right? But you're not buying the people. You're buying their services, right? Um, I mean, fourteen fourteen thousand three hundred and fifty three dollars in one set. Fourteen thousand and something is way off. <laughs> Rob, uh, seven thousand dollars. All right, so Misty, who is doesn't even never heard the song or whatever she said, um, one point three million. One point three million dollars. Fucking Rob Queen. Are they, That's a, are, they, are they cumulative? Like, on the 12th day, you have to buy again everything from 11, 10, 9, 8? Or I don't have that reach? information. I don't know. That's a very good question, Rob. Yeah. That would totally change my answer. Yeah, yeah. Hey. I also have another announcement. I did Google where did the word Santa Claus come from. It comes from the Dutch word Sinterklaas, <laughs> which is what they call St. Nicholas. So can I unlike the sphincter clause page on Facebook now? Please. I just, you know, wanted to... It immediately as possible. Let y'all know that shit is so, real. So there are some facts about... Uh, some some slightly disputed facts, by Misty at least. Nobody else disputed any of these facts. And we have one more gift to do. Oh, Misty, you could have opened that box. Oh. Come on, Misty, get your shit together. You could be living in the fucking 21st century. Jesse, I honestly don't remember if you said to open the box Wait, or was not. That the end of your list? That was the end of the list. Oh, good timing, because I was just jokingly like waving a, a present around. Like, are we opening this? Jesse oh my god! Gave us cards. Jesse sent a card. Like a fucking human being. What? Jesse, you're an animal, Jesse. <laughs> of course, I sent you fucking cards. Don't do that, Jesse. You make us all seem like I sent Misty. Humans. I sent Misty two boards of leaping because that's all I could afford. Okay, next, next year, no cards. Happy fucking holidays. Oh my god, Jesse, where do you get your cards from? You always have the best cards. Are you? Are I like you. Are you the one that sent the death is has never been closer or whatever birthday card? Yeah. Oh no, fucking. <laughs> Jesse, you do get the best cards. That's uh that's a Professor Brothers reference. Brothers. Um are we opening all these at once yeah, or Jesse, what's Jesse, happening? Jesse, I just want you to see this. This is <laughs> this is awesome. I'll, I'll read it. Holy oh, shit, that's great. It says past Jesse wishes future wishes future Livius happy holidays. I'm sure future and then it's crossed out present Jesse wishes the same for future crossed out present Livius Jesse. This card is adorable, by the way. I don't know if you guys can see this. I did okay. not know what Rob was giving you either when I wrote that shit out. That's fucking great. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Also, since y'all shared yours, let me share this card because it's also amazing. It's a picture of Jesse's wiener. Each each and every snowflake is unique. And tries to bury you alive. And then he wrote, but how common would it be to be buried alive by thousands or millions of, the, of things that are exactly the same? <laughs> Jesse, Love it. Jesse wins in, like, effort, no matter what. For sure. Every year. Every year. He's Emmett Otter. He is our Emmett Otter. <laughs> Don't compare me to that fucking puppet. I've got a fence that needs mending. 
Oh, Jesse, should one of I'll us... I'll pay you 25 cents. Jesse, does it matter who opens first? You know I have, like, insult fences. <laughs> oh my god, I already know what this is. I only saw the first part of it. It doesn't matter who opens it first. Dude, there's way less tape than I was expecting. I'm going to say that much. Wait, are they all the same? No, everyone got oh. something different this year. <laughs> Holy shit, I got two things. Hang on, I got multiple things. You guys know, I'm not even going to tell you what it is because th- you were both there. I think Misty should maybe go last. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I will go first. In that there is a candle. <laughs> which, quite honestly, I use candles. There's, it's out of reach, but I actually use candles. But this candle... Um, Candle loses nothing by lighting another candle. Oh, well, that's a very touching message. This one, I don't know if you guys can see this, so I'm going to hold it up and I'm going to talk so you guys can see it. Can someone read that? Mournfully vaping. Mournfully vaping. Mournfully vaping. I love it, Jesse. Can I tell you about the heartwarming message included on the candle? A candle loses nothing by lighting another candle. That's true. So Jesse, it's our Jesse. Very nice, Jesse. Thank you. You're welcome. I got a shirt. I'm having. It's trouble. a bomb. It's a sex bomb. Fuck is yeah, that? Is. Oh my god! Can we both do Scott Pilgrim? That's not all, because I got. <laughs> Rob, got Rob got other things too. Uh, an, a, a, an issue of Car and Driver. And, nice. Hold on, hold on. Because he knows what car I just got. No. <laughs> if there's one person car. in the world I thought I'd never see holding a car magazine, that would be Rob. <laughs> That's the problem when they fucking go and make a car that I want that's also like a performance car. Now I have to live in that world. I never thought I would be there. Here we are. I'm wearing this. Now you're going to have to subscribe to Chrysler Power. Yeah, I have to fucking subscribe. To... I was outside in my car for like 30 minutes last night trying to update the fucking um, uh, radio infotainment system. Turns out it's already updated. I'm, I'm all good, but like I was like, that's where I'm at. Like I'm texting my like car buddies saying, Hey, can I update my own infotainment system? And they're like, "Yeah, you can do it." Yeah, I'm a yeah. <clears throat> okay, Misty, let's see it. So I'm gonna transport you all back. I think it was the same trip, Jesse. 2015, Chicago, a local Chili's that we all went to. <laughs> Does anyone remember this moment? Cassiopeia, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. So that's Cassiopeia. And can you see, I don't know if you can see that pin. That pin says motherfucker. No. This pin right fucking here. Oh, where were we? Mundelein? So all of you viewers, um, I actually love stars. And I... Like story star? No. Yeah, that's... that's, Any of you throwback velvet people know my handle is story star. But uh, I do know how to name or look and find constellations. And we walked out of a Chili's. And so I was you know how to find one of them. At the sky. <laughs> and I said, Cassiopeia. oh, that's Cassiopeia. And these bitches were like, 
Missy, shut the fuck up. You're drunk. That's not accurate. So You're I, not had to get my app. I had to get, there's a stargazing app that you can get on your phone. You can of point course. it at the sky. Of course it there is. It tells you what it is. And so I got it out and I said, Cassiopeia, motherfuckers, in front of the Chili's where there were children outside in <laughs> hearing distance. But still, Cassiopeia, motherfucker. It's not yeah. always me saying inappropriate things in front of children. And the prom queen. <laughs> like she's um, the full package, we, I think. Missy's we like, haven't voted for prom queen yet. This is <laughs> this is the dating app of Missy's life. She's just trying to. S- <laughs> what listener is going to like latch on? Oh my god, she's prom queen and she knows stars. Oh wait, is there com- is there going to be competition for that episode? We're working Good on it. Good. Booked Lord. prom. Oh my god. All right. We need a committee. We need someone to make stars. Well, I mean, we have an expert. How to make origami stars? Look at Missy. Just look at her. Guys, Merry Christmas! So, yeah, I'm very excited yeah. about this group of people being my Christmas people. I really am, genuinely. So, you guys are the best. You've seen the snowflakes. Fuck yeah! I've seen some snowflakes. Oh, don't be all, all conservative about it. <laughs> Just saying, there's snowflakes. There's I'm really somewhere. excited to read car magazines. Like I never thought <laughs> would send me, but I want to know. I'm looking. I'm look for my car. Rob reading a car magazine is like me reading something by someone who's Scottish. All right, so I have a confession. There's a lot I don't understand. That's the that's the other uh, holiday episode wow. tradition now, isn't it? <laughs> In it, I see what you did there. Uh, I'm gonna make a confession, like. I have started watching YouTube videos of, like, people reviewing cars because there was, like, a good six... I know, right? It sounds so weird. But there was, like, a good six to eight months of me trying to figure out what car do I want to buy before I bought a car. And so I found a couple that I really enjoy, and now... Look at it! Is it better straight from the bottle? Oh, God. Livia's is drinking eggnog straight from the fucking awful bottle. Blech. Car videos, go on, please. I didn't mean to interrupt. Wait, how much of that bottle have you had? Half. Half. Oh my god. Half. Maybe. Is it tasting better? No. All right. Uh, Well, you should add some tequila to it. Yeah, or barley wine. Uh, Yeah. So I started watching a couple of of like YouTube channels for car reviews, and I really enjoyed like their style so much of how they talk about stuff. That now I just watch them all the time, even though I don't care about the cars they're talking about, just because I like their presentation, <laughs> if that makes sense. So I kind of backdoored myself into watching car videos that I don't care about. Like, I don't care about a $3 million Bugatti, but I still watch that 20-minute video because I like the way the guy talks about cars. I can understand that. I mean, I watch those. I totally get sucked into those fucking like makeup videos where someone transforms their face into like <laughs> some like fantastical shit, you know, like that shit's fascinating. That's the, okay. Watch- Misty's like, I do that shit every morning. Motherfuckers. It ain't that spectacular. You make it look like your mouth is completely unhinged and shit. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Just with makeup. Um, Misty makes it look like her mouth is not unhinged every morning with yeah. makeup. She does the exact opposite of those tutorials. She, she covers so. unhinging. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't actually touch my face or you. <laughs> you cut yourself on a tooth. So. Uh. <laughs> 
That's frighteningly accurate. Who else has anything holiday related before we go? I mean, we're almost at the two hour mark, so. Yeah, I feel like we did our due diligence here. We did a good mm-hmm. job. Yeah. yeah. Livius, before we started, was like, You think we got an hour in this? And I was like, Yeah, we got an hour in this. So. We did um, good this year. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, <laughs> Misty's like, Pardon? <laughs> oh, Jesse, it's just, we'll have an after party. We're going to have an after party, which is there where it years. <laughs> momentarily um thank you to all the viewers um that stopped by watched and or commented even if you didn't comment thank you for being here yeah if you're listening on the podcast boy did you fucking miss out livius was looking yeah. good this episode so yeah, you livius, guys totally missed out livius was looking good this yeah, episode. yeah so uh a little bit of that there was a lot of vaping that happened that you didn't uh that you didn't see um the uniform book shirts um, all on display. Thank you to Cindy, who not only produced these shirts, but produced my co-host, Rob. Nice job. Yeah, she Both not counts. only made the shirts, she made me. Both counts, two of my favorite things, the shirt and Rob. Um, uh, thank you to my my permanent co-hosts, Jesse and Misty, who brought it. Misty, your reviews have moved up. Like, even your reviews of these TV shows. Like, you're just getting better and better. Eventually, we're going to kick you off of this so you can have your own podcast where you review things. Well, all right, so I want to say this. Like, the thing that people don't realize is that, like, Missy's at the point now where, like, if she was like, you know what, I really want to make my own podcast, ready. She's ready to go. Yeah. Same yeah, that's true. Same thing with Jesse. I, I, I don't think Jesse would ever say that, but if he did, he's ready to go. Yeah. Fucking no, I'm not. <laughs> so we'll keep working on it. We're going to be back in February or March. I think we can commit to one of those two months. Maybe even if we can't commit to what that episode will be, there will definitely be a book prom 2019. Oh my God. I have been ready for this prom for 29 years since my last one. Hey, hey. Because um, I feel like I could have done a little better. Did everybody go to a prom? Yeah. No, I didn't go to prom. Jesse, this is your first chance to go to prom. Olivia, this is very exciting. Uh, yes, I did. I actually went to two proms and a junior prom, so I guess three if you count junior Jesse, proms. Jesse, me and you, we're together. I've never been to a prom. All right. Oh, Misty. <clears throat> Looks like we have our prom king and queen already. So, all right. Anyway. Yeah, me and Robin and I. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We promise. Might be the sleeper. We promise. Um, Diana says we're all stinking adorable. I agree, Diana. You're not so bad yourself. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Diana's the best. Yep. I want right, to acknowledge of, of the people. So Diana and Josh have been two of the most frequent and um, consistent and loyal uh, attendees of our live events like this. And so you guys are the absolute best. We love you. And we would basically have zero viewers without you. So um, thank you so much. And Merry Christmas. We love you. We do. And I love you guys. And with that. We are going to um, end this office party 2018. Until next time, I'm Livia Snedden. And I'm Rob Olson. Keep reading.